uh, cool. If we got nothing else, I'll mute us and we'll get started. Okay. Cool. Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 106. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. We've got another wonderful guest uh, on the show today. Um, You guys know I spend uh, an odd amount of time stalking people on Instagram. It really should be concerning to a lot of people, the stalking that I do on Instagram. Um, But our guest today, Jen, I had come across her on Instagram. She had followed because she had heard about the podcast from someone else. So I was just like, hey, like, you know, I do my typical stalking stuff. And I'm like, oh, she seems to have like a really cool story. And then of course, just, you know, slide in the DMs, be like, hey, you want to talk with a stranger on a podcast? Because that seems like a good idea. So um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of get into her story and learn a little more about her. But Jen, thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, it should be it should be a fun time. Uh, before we kind of get into any of this stuff, how can people connect with you on social or, or, or connect with you if they want to do that further? Yeah, I share my story pretty openly on my Instagram. My handle there is Jen Runs Two Fit. It's the number two. Perfect. That's it. Cool. We'll have that in the show notes for everyone. Um, so you can check that out. So you don't have to be writing it if you're driving or running or doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast right now. But um, I kind of wanted to just go again. We just met a couple weeks ago now at this point. And I just, I, I, you know, do enough stalking to be like, I want to talk to her, but then I leave it, I leave enough back where I'm like, okay, I don't want to like know the entire story beforehand. So it can be fresh in my eyes too, but maybe just give like a little background about your story and like the journey you've been on. Yeah, sure. Um, so in 2017, I had my youngest son, Nolan, he's five now. And Um, I reached my highest weight when I was pregnant with Nolan. I was over 300 pounds, right around like 310 pounds. And I was really sick while I was pregnant with him. I had, he had a lot of issues because of my health. And, um, and I realized after having him, I had to make a change in my life. So I have two kids. Uh, Delilah is now nine years old. And so I knew that to be the mom that I wanted to be, I really had to make some changes in my life. Um, And so after I had Nolan, I committed to doing more exercise and things like that. But I had previously lost weight before in college and gained it all back. And so I knew that the maintenance and long-term success was going to be an issue for me. It wasn't necessarily just losing the 20 pounds, gaining back 25, losing 30, gaining back 35. I would do that for the rest of my life. And I knew enough about myself to know that. And so I started researching weight loss surgery. I ended up having weight loss surgery. Um, in J- actually, I'm coming up on four years this month, January 28th, uh, 2019. And at that day, I went in to have surgery. I weighed 265 pounds. And so I have lost and maintained 120 pounds since then. Um, and now it's just my normal life. So when my weight loss journey started, it was all about just losing weight. I wanted to just lose as much weight as I could. I wanted to be skinny and I, that's what I wanted um, as fast as I could. 
And over time, I really realized that to make the long-term commitment to it, the long-term changes to it, that it was going to take time for those habits to really settle in and become just part of my life and my daily routine. And I was able to really do that. Um, but it wasn't necessarily until I started running that I really committed to this, just really falling in love with running, being part of my journey. And I did that. Um, it would have been around the spring of 2019, I started running. And at that point, I'd probably lost about 60 pounds um, in the first six months after weight loss surgery, maybe even more than that. Um, and so I felt good enough to run um, and try it. But I started by pushing Nolan in the stroller. And I didn't know the first thing about running. Um, I was never athletic at all. I was the person trying to get out of gym class in a mile, <laughs> all the whole nine yards. Um, I'm definitely much more of a creative person than an athletic person. Um, my opinion of that has changed now, uh, but previous to now, that's how I felt. And so I was started out by running telephone pole to telephone pole. And that's what I did. I would start at one and run to the next one and stop and walk to the next one. And then I would just increase it over time. But that is how I started. And so when I joke about saying I started running intervals, I was really running telephone <laughs> intervals <laughs> as a runner when I started. Um, and then that year I ran my first half marathon that October. Oh, wow. And so it was it. I just fell in love with the process of running, but more so um the commitment to it and the goals that I set with it and achieving those goals. It was always about if I set my mind on this distance today and I achieve it, like I just felt so good about being able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I fell in love with running more so than just exercise in general. And so, so yeah, that's kind of the story in a nutshell, as far as like how it came about and my Instagram's kind of evolved over that. So, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting because you, you said something there that kind of resonated with me, this idea of your initial thought in the process was like, I want to lose weight. Like I want to get skinny. Like you said, I want to, I want to get skinny. I want to lose yeah. weight. And then realized <laughs> a sustainability thing of like that mentality yeah. is kind of what we deal with in diet culture in general, right? Is this idea of like, you need to get skinny. So do these things that definitely are not sustainable and you know, yeah. you'll be fine. You'll eat this South Beach diet dating myself, I think. Uh, and then, and then going through that, that process, but then realizing that for long-term changes, you kind of have to like shift your mindset. And I think the same kind of thing happens like with your running, right? You said like started running, doing intervals and then kind of just picked it up and understanding that you have to, when setting these goals or doing these things, you've then been able to shift your mindset each time to like maybe push a little harder, push a little further, uh, which is just, just awesome to me. Yeah. It's been really exciting um, over time with running specifically because each time I set a new goal and I'm able to work towards that, it's always really been about the distance for me and not necessarily a pace because I'd always say I'm a slower runner. Um, and I know everyone has opinions about that. You know, if you're, if you're a runner, you're a runner. doesn't matter how fast you go. Um, but I enjoy my time running. There's something very therapeutic about running for me. Um, and when I had previously used food as a coping skill for my entire life, you know, I think now I'm, when you're out there running for several hours, sometimes you're left to your own thoughts and devices and processing things in your life. And, um, and there's something really, really soothing about that too. But 
I do think that when you look at the, the long term and setting those goals, I've recognized that, you know, over the last several years, I've had a lot of different surgeries and I've been recovering, you know, each year from different surgeries. And so this is the first year I'm going into the new year, able to really set some pace goals, some distance and some, you know, time goals. And I hired a coach um, to help me do that. And so even recognizing that, that I've still got a lot of room to grow um, with running. And so it never stops. You never stop evolving. Yeah. I think running is definitely one of those things that people on the outside don't understand just in general. Like I, you yeah. hear the typical thing of like, I don't drive that far. Like, why would I run that far kind of thing? But yeah. it's this mentality of once you're in it, you kind of understand how it then affects other areas in your life. Have you seen any instances in your life where because of your discipline in running, it's kind of actually carried over into other things as well? Yeah, I think just my commitment level to different things is is a little bit different too. Um, prioritizing things differently in my life to make sure that I have the time to commit to everything. But even my own kids and my kids seeing that commitment um, has impacted them, which has been exciting too, you know, because I don't, as someone who I, I always say I'm a recovering fat person um, because I don't want that for them. You know, I don't want, I want them to have a healthy lifestyle and to know that, you know, it's okay to make healthier choices and, and to do that. And so I think it has carried over, but I think the big thing is just that commitment to it. I'm, I'm not lazy anymore. You know, I'm very active now. I'm not going to sit here all weekend long because I'm off of work. I've, I'm hiking and I've got other things to do. And um, I don't feel like I'm lazy anymore. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't mean to be negative about it. it. It isn't that, but that was realistically, that was my life. You know, I'd go to dinner and drink and sit here and watch, you know, sessions and sessions of whatever TV show I wanted to watch. And that's what I did. And now instead I get up at 5 a.m. now on Saturday and run. <laughs> so it's a different, it's a different kind of thing for sure. I think the, yeah. The interesting part to me with that of hearing your story, and I've had some other people on the show with similar stories as well, is this idea of like wanting to wanting to have a change. In this case, weight loss, and in other cases, it's been other things. But to kind of committing to that of like you have to put it all in, and sometimes, especially with um, we'll just call them like addictive personalities or behaviors. Like I had an addiction, uh, an issue with like pornography and stuff like that for the longest time, and you know it's that's subsided. But, you know, as in that mentality, you always have something that you do it. Luckily we turn it into positive things like running yeah. or, or transfer the, addiction. Yeah, exactly. And you know, not that it's any better per se, but at least it's a healthier option with that. Right. And I think a lot of times it comes to that mindset, mindset shift of understanding that this is actually impacting more people. You made a mention about your kids and stuff, being able to see what you're accomplishing and knowing that yes. the sacrifices that you're making of whether it's sleep or what have you, oh, puppies. Uh, I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you're making sacrifices of like sleeping in or doing these other things and and kind of, under, and at the same time, you're you're still being a mom. You're still supporting your family in that way. And I think that's the, that's the piece that I, I think a lot of people don't, realize is that you don't have to say it's one or the other. There are ways to do things together with that, that can, yeah. can make a lasting impression where now they're going to see like, wait a second, I don't have to just be 
this or just be that. One of my friends, Christiana, she's been on the show a few times. She's She has this idea of like this definition of like, you're a mother, so you have to look a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain mm-hmm. way. She's a um, an acrobatics person. She does like the ropes and stuff like that. Just like crazy oh, shit. Oh yeah, the and silks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's just next level. And she's an awesome person, but it's like, she doesn't ever want to be defined by that thing. And it's like, yeah, because in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Cause get people that. get into these, these things where they feel like they have to fit into a certain, to, like you said, a certain box to make sure that they're seen a certain way, not realizing like, Hey, like for lack of a better way, who gives a shit of what people think yeah. about you? Like the people that care and love you and are around you, those are the people that are going to support you. They're also prodding in the ass if you're going the wrong direction, but they're there to support you when you're, you're kind of going your journey. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I do think that, I think that there is this, I get a lot of questions like, how do you have time to run or, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? Cause I work full time too. And in the last three years I spent working on my master's degree. Mm. So I was in grad school and working full time and running and training for my first marathon. And, um, and I would get those questions and I said, well, and I think there's a balance that comes with it too. And you take it from the top and not from the bottom anymore. Mm. And so when it's built into your day and you know that this is a priority for me, um, that that it becomes the priority for everyone. Everyone understands that. And like you had said, the, the people in your life who matter support that. Um, whereas, you know, I, I get it when you're a mom and you have other things in your life that are important to you and you should. And you absolutely should. And it shouldn't matter that, you know, you do spend two hours on Saturday morning running or, you know, that you're traveling for races and your kids are going because the kids typically actually really enjoy that too. So, yeah, you, that, that statement you just made of you take it from the top. I think that's so, so powerful because a lot of times people will look at their lives and say of what I have left over. What yes. can I do? Whether that's time, you know, money, resources, talent, really anything across the the board, they look at and say, what what do I have left? And that's what I'm able to give from. But this yeah. take it from the top mentality, it, it reminds me of like tithing in church kind of thing of like yeah. you're you're giving your first, you're giving your best to whatever the situation is, and and you're being intentional about the time or energy that you're giving there, which then it, inherently makes it more valuable because you're saying I'm making this a priority. It's not just getting my leftovers. Exactly. It's not coming from the bottom anymore. And because what you find is the things that come from the bottom are typically what you miss in a day. Mm-hmm. You just, if you don't get to it, it's, it hasn't been a priority and you don't get to it. And so that's where you start. That's where you start slipping and you're losing out because it wasn't a priority enough in the beginning of the day or the beginning of the month to get it on there. So Uh, Yeah. You take it from the top and put it on that schedule and make sure it's a priority. And that's, I mean, that was a big change for me. That was a big change for me. So, but um, as far as being a busy mom and a wife and working and all those things, it has to be. So. Yeah. Cause that's where you come into that, that consistency, especially with something like health in general, you know, it's so easy, especially in our culture society today, it's a lot easier and it's a lot cheaper to just eat like shit and not take care of yourself. But when you try to be intentional about these things, it becomes like you're definitely going against the grain. And that's Mm -hmm. when you really do need to be intentional with each, each step you take and make sure that you're not only that you're like making it a priority 
in your life, but making sure the people around, you know, it's a priority as well, because, because you need those people to kind of hold you accountable. You know, my wife, I did dopey last weekend or whatever. And I saw that (laughs) it's been, we get back here to Minnesota and it's just like the the streets are complete ice is garbage. So I haven't run since then. I ran this morning and, uh, it was just one of those where I was just like, this sucks. Like it was like, feels like six degrees this morning. And I was like, I don't want to do this. But knowing like every morning she knows like I need to get the runs in because in less than a month, I've got another race coming up. And actually I think yeah. when this episode comes out, I think I might act, may have already run the race. Okay. <laughs> I should, should be, yeah. should be planning out these dates better when I'm doing these episodes. But, um, you know, so it's one of those where you kind of get into this, this rhythm of having people around you being able to also push you in a way to be like, Hey, this is what you wanted to do. You're saying it's a priority. Make sure you're taking it from the top, not the bottom. I'm going to use that all yeah. the time. Now I circle that thing in yeah. my notes. I yeah. Love it. Use it. It's not copywritten. <laughs> you can use it. <laughs> I think I just found the episode title. Um, yeah. Yeah. Put it on there. A little C. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so kind of like if we want to get into a little bit of, this is probably more of the negative aspect of it. And I'm more from a curiosity. I mean, it can be sure. from a negative aspect is I had someone on the show previously that had done some weight loss surgery as well. And she had talked about just the, um, I wouldn't say like the hate and negativity that she got from it, but how it kind of took her for a loop of she did this thing because it was the, the option she needed to do for her health and what she needed to do. And she kind of got backlash for that. Did you have similar experiences or how did that, that play out with you? I did have, I had a few people now I, um, I have an aunt who had gastric bypass years and years and years ago. Um, and so for my family, I, there's a lot of, my family members who struggle with weight too. And, and so for my family, they were very supportive. My extended family was very supportive, but I did have some friends and, and coworkers. I've been very open about um, my weight loss surgery. There are a lot of people who hide it because there is a negative connotation that comes with it. You know, you couldn't do it on your own. You, you know, you didn't try hard enough. All you had to do is follow a diet. Why can you do it now? And you couldn't do it then. Well, because my body has physically been changed that made me do it now. You know? mm-hmm. So that's, that's part of it. Um, but there, there were some that questioned that. Um, and, and also the safety of it worried about that. That was a fear of mine was, you know, you're going into surgery at almost 300 pounds. It's a big surgery. Um, there's complications that can come with that. I had went so far as to, this this sounds awful. I recorded videos with my kids, like telling them I loved them. Like it was kind of videos because I was scared. Um, but I also knew that if I didn't change something in my life, I probably wouldn't see as much of their life as what I wanted to see. And so so, um, so yeah, I, I had some, and I still get that some today. Um, people will say, why don't you talk more about your weight loss surgery on your Instagram anymore? And and the biggest thing is not because I'm not, I'm not talking about it. It's just, it's part of my life. I'll always be a bariatric patient and have the biology that I have in my body because of weight loss surgery. But um, it's just part of my life. It's part of my routine, uh, my nutrition, all those things. And four years later, um, I, I don't have as much to talk about with it anymore. That's really the only thing is it's just my normal life now. Um, but people will ask that. But you do hear a lot of that. Um, why didn't you try harder? Why didn't you just go to the gym? Why didn't you work out? Um, and a lot of people expect weight loss surgery patients to fail. That comes up a lot. I know so-and-so who gained all their weight back. 
you know, why would you have surgery? They all gain their weight back. Um, and so that comes up a lot too. Interesting. So. I think it's, I mean, this is social media error in general. Obviously oh, I, yeah. I get it with having a microphone and, and talking the amount of shit that I get all the time, <laughs> but it's, um, I think it's one of those things where to your point is you don't need to talk about, you don't feel the need to talk about it because it's part of your life and you're kind of showing the, the hard work you're putting in now. And I think yeah. that's, that's what kind of intrigued me is, you know, being a crazy person like I am when I see other crazy people like, Hey, you're up at five o'clock as well. Like, this is fun. You know, like, well, like we're, we're, texting, we're texting on Instagram or whatever, like post something and we're just like talking back and forth. Like it's five fifteen in the morning. Like yeah. this is what's going on here. Both heading out the run. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's one of those where you're like, it helps to, we're talking about the things that are motivating us and moving us forward and kind of showing yeah. people like, Hey, this isn't a, this isn't a quick fix situation. I think that's where a lot of people probably give you that negative connotation, right? Of like, well, you couldn't, you couldn't do the work. You couldn't do whatever, which obviously there's, I'm not a doctor and I know there's a lot more smarter things about it and and you do as well. But the, the aspect of, okay, it wasn't just a one thing and then I'm done. Like I'm still continuously speaking for you, you're still putting in all of this work to make this thing to, in order to continue this because you know, a healthy lifestyle is that there's no quick fix. There's no quick drug that you can take or surgery. You can get that basically solves all of your problems. And it's one of those where I think a lot of people don't understand that, that it is actually a journey. It's not that you were looking for a quick solution. Initially I was, remember, (laughs) I just wanted to be skinny initially, (laughs) but, but it was, it was the long-term commitment to it too. So I knew that I had to change something, but, um, but yeah, sharing that part of it that, you know, even four years later, you know, you lose the bulk of your weight after weight loss surgery, the first 18 months after surgery, anything after that, you know, you're really putting in the work to do it or to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can, I mean, at this point I can eat a decent amount. Um, I could easily probably gain weight. Um, and so I think right now that is the fun part of sharing it is like, look where we're at now, look at where you can be now too, um, four years later and not gain the weight back and not, you know, and be able to be active and live the life that you want to live. Um, cause there is so much more, there's so much more. And I think when you live as a morbidly obese person, you miss out on a lot of things in life. Um, because you either don't want to be out there. You don't, you're too tired. You can't walk, you know, even walking, you know, through a mall or from a parking space to Walmart or something, you know, something like that is even, um, something that is hard for someone who's morbidly obese. And so you miss out on a lot and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, there's more to life. Um, and you know, there's different ways to get there, but weight loss surgery was my route, but. Yeah. I think it, it all comes down to like a thing that I've said on the podcast a gazillion times. So the listeners are probably like, yeah, we get it, Jonathan. This is your, your yeah, motto. We've heard it. Yeah, yeah. We get it, dude. Shut up. And I'm like, well, thanks. Uh, this idea of getting comfortable with discomfort, right? We sit yeah. regardless of the situation, whether you're um, overweight or you just aren't going out and doing things or you, whatever the case yeah. might be. Yeah. It's this idea of like, we just sit where it's comfortable. And if like, this yeah. feels good, if I'm not going to stretch myself or push the limits in any way, well, then I'm never going to grow. Like you're, yeah. you're, 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 yeah. there's no growth in comfort. 
you kind of yeah. have to stretch yourself and build. It's just like any workout thing, right? The reason we yeah. get stronger is we are yeah. literally tearing our muscles. <laughs> right. You're literally tearing your muscles and building On them back stronger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like when we do these things, we're, we're pushing ourselves to limits, knowing that there is growth to come, but there is sacrifice in that. And again, intentionality and purpose, it kind of all wraps together as like in order to do this. And I think people like you and I use goals to kind of get us there, right? Of like, I've got yeah. this 50 state goal and, and you're, you've got yeah. your running, your running coach to, to help you with the marathon this fall. Like yeah. all of these things to, to get us where we want to go, because that's our additional motivation. Like we already have it in us, but we kind yeah. of need that. Like, I want to say, I don't like saying finish line. I like saying like checkpoint of like, here's the next checkpoint that we're going in along the journey because the journey's not going to end with, you know, with the next race. It's not going to end Great. when I hit my 50 states, even though my wife thinks it's going to end. Sorry. We've got to go to the seven continents. Yeah. yeah. Which trust me, we've already, we're getting things. I'm like, I've only got two more, like, so knock on, where's my fake, where's my wood? Knock on wood. I've, I've got Boston in April charity running with Boston. And then I'll only have two world majors left London. And Tokyo. Yeah, I saw you're all, you've only got a couple more. Yeah. So. so we're getting there and seven more States. And it's just, it's nerve wracking. I've ran so much already. And I'm like, how do I still have seven left? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like a sad of like, I only have seven left. But you only have seven left. Yeah, I get that. I do. I mean, it's because it's the time commitment. You work on it for so, so long. And I think I've done that after running my first marathon. And it was like, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. Like, and and you get in this weird spot, like it's becomes an identity thing that you're doing. um, And this goal. And then it's like, now what? Now what do I do? Yeah. That's why these races, the smart races start registration right at the finish line. Because they know yeah. you're going to be like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And you cross the finish line. You're like, wait, I can't wait till next year. Yeah. Give me this yeah, next exactly. year because this is exactly what I want to do again. So. I know. I know. I was the same one. I said I was one and done and here I am. So. <laughs> yeah. I said the same thing. I think I ran my first, I ran, I didn't run at all in school. Cause same kind of thing. I was like, I was a baseball player and they're like, you have to run a mile. I'm like a mile. Like get out of here with this. I, I run 90 feet. That is as far as you're going to get me to run. I'm not hitting a double. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to happen. And, uh, and so then, you know, I get to running and I ran a 5K because I needed something to do outside when I moved to Ohio from Florida. And then within a year of running my first 5K, I ran a marathon. And yeah. that was 2011. You know, 54 yeah. races marathon or longer at this point or something like that in the past decade. So it's like, I'm a special kind of stupid, but... I think it's one of those things where we get into this, like the journey is so important. And I don't think a lot of people realize what the journey will entail until they actually Mm -hmm. take the step to kind of start that process. I totally agree. And and they don't understand how you feel about it um, unless they're doing it themselves too and get it because you can't describe it. You can't describe what it's like to finish something like that or go through the training to do it or commit to it. You can't really put it into words specifically unless you've lived through it you you kind of get it so yeah totally. i get that well jen thanks so much for being on the show today this was so fun yeah thanks for having me it was fun i've got my goofy dog you know i posted about my puppy and she's like jumping all over me so i'm like come on. 
we, we we love dogs on the show. So any, any interruptions, oh, five, it's dogs or kids or any of that stuff. But to everyone listening, we'll have all of her information uh, in the show notes. So you'll be able to connect with her again. She posts really inspiring things, lots of funny things as well. Um, some of the, I think the, the one you did with like the race budget, I think it was today or yesterday or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. I'm like, I'm not on a brace budget. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, well, like budget, what's that? I don't know what those are. That's an unlimited category no, yeah. in my mint.com right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even, that, does, that comes off the top. It comes off the top, not the bottom. <laughs> it's not about what's left. This is, this is in the budget. No. Okay. I'm going to tell my wife that she's not going to agree with that, but I'm going to tell her that and see where that no, kind of gets no. me. Good luck. Good luck. Love that. But everyone else will have all of the, uh, all of her information in the show notes as well, but you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. Hangry gear. Check it out. Got our hoodies and stuff like that. Where's that? There you go. We are hangry.com. Thanks for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. See you guys next week. Bye.